Well, the government is taking what it says is early action to curb what it sees as an unacceptable surge in welfare dependency that occurred under Labor. Social Development and Employment Minister Louise Upston says the government will be setting out its expectations around people looking for jobs and the use of benefit sanctions. Announcing the reconstituted policy, Prime Minister Christopher Luxon said he made no apology for cracking down on those who don't play by the rules. And he joins us now. Kia ora, good morning, Prime Minister. Good morning, Ingrid. How are you? Uh, very well, thanks. We'll get to the uh, the reset, uh, beneficiary reset in a moment. I just want to ask you about what we've heard there from the uh, nurses organisation, 9,000 New Zealand nurses registering to work in Australia in the last 10 months. Is that a concern for you and what are you going to do about it? Well, look, it is a concern and here's the deal. Australia has a $20,000 higher median average wage than New Zealand. It's a richer country, it's a wealthier country, and it's got a better economy. And that's why we've been saying our quality of public services is directly attributable to how strong our economy is, and that's why we've been focusing a lot on that. But you're right, we need to continue to work really hard because for every nurse we train, we essentially lose a nurse overseas. Um, and, you know, our nurses are well-trained and they're in demand uh, and they are poached by wealthier countries around the world. Um, what we want to do is make sure as we talked about before the election, that um, we encourage young people into nursing and actually we give them a bonding uh, process where they stay in the system for five years and, and we reimburse um, you know, their student loan. And then likewise, you saw, saw us last week announce a third medical school at Waikato because, again, we've got 300-plus students studying to be doctors in Australia as well in their universities and we'd sooner have them here. So we're expanding the places in Otago and Auckland. We're opening up the third medical school for doctors and we certainly want to make sure that we make nursing a more attractive proposition where they spend their first five Five years after graduation here in New Zealand. Okay, on to these uh, benefit sanctions. Of the roughly what 190,000 people currently on job seeker benefits, how many, uh, in your words, do you think are getting the free ride that you talked about? It's difficult to know. What we know is that actually because sanctions haven't been really imposed or um, applied over the last uh, six years. And so what we can say is, look, there's 70,000 more people on job seeker benefit. Sadly, the time that they're on job seeker or unemployment is actually uh, now 13 years up from 10 years. And we also know at the same time, while there's been a 57% increase in job seekers, there's been a 58% decrease in sanctions being applied. But that and could so be a correlation. Sorry to interrupt, but we're just, sorry, we are just a little short of time. Mm. That could be, that's correlation not necessarily causation between the number of sanctions imposed and the number of people on the benefits. So where is your evidence that that is a causation? Well, what we've got is a principle, which is rights and responsibilities. If you're on unemployment benefit, and that's the only benefit we're talking about here, not sole parent, not, not supported living, uh, you've got an obligation to be your job is to look for a job. And most, the vast majority of, of beneficiaries, I'm sure, are doing that. But for those that aren't, we just want to make very clear that existing sanction laws need to be applied by MSD uh, to clients uh, if they're not holding their obligation up, because that's not fair. But you don't know that those people or any of those people on the benefit are there because they're breaking the rules or getting the free ride or not holding up their responsibilities. We expect people when they're getting helped out by their fellow taxpayers at a tough time after a job seeker unemployment benefit that they are doing everything they can to uphold their responsibility and their obligations to look for work, train for work, get prepared for work. What makes you think they're not doing that? that? Well, we, we, we know there'll be some people. We hear that from MSD frontline staff all the time. And so all we're saying is, look, that's the deal here in New Zealand. You don't just get money for nothing. Um, you're a taxpayer. You've got people who are listening to the show that are waking up on lower middle incomes as nurses, paying their taxes. Money comes to government. And we want to help New Zealanders in a tough time, but we also want to get people off welfare and into work. And those that are not meeting their obligations um, to get a job, to look for a job, to show up for interviews, um, there will be sanctions. Sure. So the MSD staff come to you. What do they say? about 
about that? Uh, you know, in our conversations and conversations with the staff that I've met in my travels across the country over the last year or so, you know, a lot of them will say this is an issue that they, they don't apply the sanctions. They've actually been encouraged by the previous minister not to do that. These are existing sanctions. There's nothing new here. These are the rules that have existed for some time that have been operational. And it's about a principle. The principle is very simply in New Zealand. We will always have a great social service system. We want to support Kiwis in need. Uh, but the deal is very simple. If your fellow citizen's paying for it, um, you need to do everything you can to get yourself off for benefit and into work. And when you're a job seeker, uh, beneficiary, um, you've been deemed and has been capable and able to work either now or within a two-year period. So, you know, those and, and the vast majority are consistent with their obligations, but for those that aren't, we're just making sure the message is really clear. There will be consequences and there will be sanctions. Just uh, finally, uh, this morning uh, the credit agency uh, S&P, I think, has looked at our councils. 15 of them have been downgraded to a negative credit rating along with some council-controlled organisations organisations as well. Does that concern you in terms, a lot of this is related back to water infrastructure, in terms of our councils being able to deliver uh, the water infrastructure that's now being imposed on them? Well, look, let's be clear, we've got major fiscal challenges across the whole of New Zealand. That's why I said in my State of the Nation speech, you know, the State of the Nation is fragile because the way the economy is at the moment is in not great shape. Um, and we know there's been a huge amount of infrastructure deficit up and down the country. What we're trying to do on water is make sure we return the assets to local control and influence. Adjacent councils come together to form a proper CCO, not what, like what you have in Wellington, which is not what I'd call a proper yes, CCO. Yes, and now these uh, credit agencies, which are going to control the cost of the borrowing required, are saying giving a negative rating, it's going to be harder and more expensive for those councils. Well, well, we haven't implemented the reforms that we want to implement, right? Our solution, the previous government's solution didn't take effect to another year or two away. Um, ours is working on the same time schedule. And what we're saying and when in consultation with councils is if they can actually put those assets into CCO, proper CCO structured models, uh, they can access debt and financing in a different way than what they have been able to do so in the past. And it would be the right way to fund long-term infrastructure that's 30 to 50 years old because you take out long-term debt funding. So every year you're consistently making sure you're investing in that infrastructure. Thank you, Prime Minister. We are just very close to 8 o'clock. We're going to have to leave it there. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you.